history nerds and historians. My name is Christina and this is Mythology, but also kind of also history. This story we talk about a little tidbit from mythology and also history. That's super fucked up. So I'm sorry. It's been like two months since I last uploaded. Uh, just life happened right after my last episode that I uploaded at the end of September. I was preparing for my first like adult super professional conference, uh, which was very exciting for any of you who have listened to my Bernadette Devlin McCallisky episode. I got to present on her to a bunch of people who make Irish history like literally their lives. It was super intimidating, but also super fun. And I made a lot of connections that were really great. And then after that, October in, in Salem, <laughs> just for any of you uh, who who question what it's like to be up here, um, go to like Disney World on July 4th weekend. And that's that's how it is up here in Salem. I think the weekend before Halloween, just on Saturday, we had like 168,000 visitors and our town only has like 42,000 people who live here. So we, we, we quite literally like quadrupled our population just in visitors uh or i guess five times our population because the forty thousand people were still living here so yeah there were a lot of people here and uh it was a little bit crazy (laughs) um and then after that my entire family got sick so so yeah now it's december (laughs) I, i had plans for like october and november episodes and that clearly didn't happen uh so yeah i'm heading into the last few weeks of the semester so school is starting to pick up with like my final projects and stuff but this podcast staves off my seasonal depression so i wanted to come in this month with some myths for you and that's right my friends it's christmas <laughs> i sound like fucking mike tyson so as i'll be doing these myths i'm also working on this like it's going to be a mega episode that is also doubling as my course semester project for a class that I'm taking. It's going to be a lot and it'll come at you soon in conjunction with hopefully more myths. So today's going to be a little bit shorter, but there's a lot of content coming. I also noticed that there was an uptick of listeners around Thanksgiving, which totally makes sense. So I'm going to be taking those like crazy multi-part episodes that I have, like the Troy series and the Henry VIII series, and just make one giant mega episode for you. Uh, So if you're like road tripping or on a plane or anything like that, and you want to travel with me and all of my snark and sarcasm, that'll just make it a lot easier. So you don't have to like, you know, go through and try and find things. You can just download one episode instead of downloading like six episodes. So um, one more thing. (laughs) Just a lot of life updates. It's been a while. Uh, One more thing before we get on to today's myth. Spotify released their year wrap up for this podcast. And I am in the top 20% of the most followed podcasts and the top 25% of the most shared on Spotify for 2022. So thank you so much for everyone who has listened and subscribed and shared. I I definitely had a moment a couple weeks ago where I was like, I just have so much going on. And this is such a tough year. I don't know if I'm gonna be able to keep doing this. And that was just like a boost of serotonin that I needed. And you all are amazing. I, I have far surpassed my goal for this year for this podcast. And I would not have been able to do any of it without you. Um, Shameless plug, if you aren't subscribed, please consider subscribing because it really helps me be more visible to other people. Please consider 
continuing to share the links that I, I guess you all are most of the time. It's like direct links that you copy and paste onto things, which is fantastic. Uh, and if you are in the giving mood this season, I do have a Patreon that I will plug here. The link is in the description. The bottom tier is only $2 a month. That's not even a coffee at Dunkin Donuts. Okay, I'm gonna stop there because if I do any more self promotion, I will be at the receiving end of who I am talking about today. So today is December 5th, which is Krampus Knot or Krampus Night. So let's talk about Krampus. Sit back, relax and practice your Oh, good God, what the fuck faces. On this day in certain countries like Austria, Slovenia, Germany, the Czech Republic, Hungary, even parts of the United States, they they celebrate, they celebrate the right word, celebrate, celebrate the arrival of Krampus. So Krampus comes from the German word Krampen, which means claw. So with this in mind, a lot of people believe that it has its origins in what is now Germany. But folklorists and anthropologists can't figure out exactly where it came from, other than most likely pagan beliefs that it was integrated into like other beliefs. But there are some people who argue that that's not what it means. Krampen, like Krampus is not what it means that it's actually the like, version of a Bavarian word meaning Krampen, which means dead or rotten. Some speculate that it's from Greek mythology, and I can see the resemblance to like Pan there. So um, needless to say, we have no idea where Krampus comes from. We have no idea how it started. But (laughs) here it is. And regardless where it came from, the Catholic Church has been trying to eliminate Krampus since like the 12th century. So what or who is Krampus? So Krampus is described as a half demon, half goat creature with dark hair, horns, a long tongue, fangs, and a beard. They're often depicted as wearing chains and cowbells. But again, people can't figure out what the origin of that is other than perhaps due to like Krampus resembling the devil and it shows like a Catholic suppression of them. For those people who believe in Norse mythology, some say that they are the children of Hel or Hela, who is Loki's daughter that oversees the underworld. Um, And I do say they because from my research, uh, the Krampus is not a singular being, but like a species that travels around, uh, travels around with St. Nicholas. (laughs) Yes, the uh, the one of the origin stories of Santa Claus. So on December 5th, you have Krampus Nacht or Krampus Night. So St. Nicholas and Krampus go house to house. St. Nicholas rewards the children that have been good. And Krampus punishes the children who have been bad. I read that Germany used to celebrate Christmas earlier in the month. So that's why it's December 5th. Uh, and not like 24th or 25th. So where St. Nicholas practices positive reinforcement of giving good children gifts and rewards for being good, Krampus practices positive punishment and beats the shit out of them with branches. Although uh, some versions of the story also say that he throws them in a bag or a wicker basket and then drags them to hell and or eats them or throws them in a river. So it's just it's just great 
all around. Um, I've seen some people like try to describe Krampus as like the anti Santa Claus or like the anti St. Nicholas. And that's not really necessarily the case. Like he works with St. Nicholas and is how people sort of used to like control their children. It's even more than what it is now. Some parents like threatening their children with Santa Claus and being like, he's a total creep. He knows when you're sleeping. He knows when you're awake. (laughs) Every step you take, every move you make, he'll be watching you. just kidding about the creep part. I love the story of Santa Claus. But historically in those places, they were threatened with Krampus, which would scare the absolute shit out of me, like for sure. And then on December 6th, that is St. Nicholas Day. So everyone's like super happy the next day if they're still alive or like not in the hospital from the beatings, which are specifically like Birchwood beatings. Um, I was watching one video. I don't even remember which one at this point. But I was watching one video about Krampus and they said that uh, perhaps that these like birch wood came from one of the stories of like St. Nicholas rising from the dead and like beating the shit out of people with birch branches or or something like that. I don't know. I could not find the story online to cooperate it. And uh, the random video that I watched did not have uh, any sources listed so uh, I don't know where, where that comes from, but I was trying really hard to find like an actual myth surrounding Krampus or involving Krampus. And I, I, I could not find anything, which was really, really frustrating. So that's why this is like mythology, but also history. <laughs> I, I did have something recommended to me on, uh, on, on Amazon that <laughs> seems to be a monster fucking erotic fiction uh, involving Krampus called uh, A Kiss from Krampus that... I am mildly intrigued by it, but I don't think I'll actually read it. It doesn't sound like my thing. But if that's your thing and you're looking for some uh, monster fucking erotic novels for this holiday season, it's by Red Hanner and it has like moder- moderately good ratings and it's quite affordable. I think it was like two ninety nine on Kindle. Um, Here's an excerpt from the description if, if you need if you need some convincing. Uh, it says down on his knees in her bedroom. There's something both unseemly and irresistible about Krampus. The horns, the tail, the silky black fur smelling of cloves and oranges. And yes, that lewd, lascivious, and very nimble tongue. Oh, holy night. Amazon link is in the description, if that is your thing. I will not judge. Uh, I did find this weird story about St. Nicholas, though, when I was, uh, when I was, like, trying to find a myth. Very interesting segue for me to talk about monster fucking and then be like, here's a Catholic saint. Um, (laughs) So, yeah, this story that I I heard about St. Nicholas that I read, uh, it it was disturbing. um, And also, like, super short. So I'll, like, I'll tell it. So he he apparently went to this like really small village on St. Nicholas Day, December 6th, and went to this like really, really small cottage of these people who were super poor and didn't have any food or anything. And St. Nicholas is like sitting in the main area and is like, I'm hungry. Can I have something to eat? Y'all are terrible hosts. Uh, And they're like, we don't have anything for you to eat. And St. Nicholas is like, oh, that's okay. You have a son. Just throw him in the oven and we'll have a feast. One less mouth to feed. You'll get to eat. Sounds like a win-win. And the father is distraught but does it and then they awkwardly sit around for the next few hours while their kid is 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 reaching the prime roasting 
temperature like what what temperature do you cook a child to like is it like 165 is it 150 i don't i don't know but apparently uh (laughs) when they decide that it's been long enough they open the oven and find that the kid is absolutely fine the fire is out he's playing with a bag of gold coins uh because he's been a good kid i guess and when the family turns around to be like what the fuck just happened saint nicholas is gone (laughs) I have no idea what's happening. So let's just move on. So since I can't find a myth to tell you about Krampus, let's talk about how it's celebrated uh, across the world. So Krampusnacht, uh, December 5th, is still a thing. It's kind of uh, treated in some places like adult Halloween, where adults dress up and go to people's houses and scare them. So that, to me, is just justification that spooky season goes until December 5th. So you are welcome for that, my spooky bitches. There's also Krampus Lauf which means Krampus run, which is like a a literal run through the streets with people dressed up like Krampus who continue to scare people and like whack people with birch branches. And they're not gentle about it either, but everyone is having a good time. So it's fine. They just like nurse their welts the next day. Uh, They also hand like bundles of these birch branches to parents on the streets to like remind the children to behave and these costumes that people are wearing they're they're making them they aren't like simple or brought from like spirit halloween or anything like that it's typically these like really intricate masks that are often like hand carved from wood and there are some that you can even find in museums because they're this like wonderful portrayal of folk art so what can you do To keep Krampus at bay if you've been a naughty, naughty little one. Well, in true German fashion, they love schnapps. You can also dress as Krampus and frighten everyone or hold a party where everyone dresses up and you can throw the best costume and you can crown the best costume as Krampus of the year. There are also Krampus cards that people would send around starting in the late 1800s. Uh, like right up until World War One, that um, in the last few years, I think it was like the 1980s, it started making a resurgence. Some of them depict the original story, while others show Krampus trying to basically like seduce women. I even found one where Krampus was proposing to a woman. And then the best ones are the female Krampuses with like grown ass men thrown into their bags, which are obviously my absolute favorites. I do want to say Krampus gets the most attention, it seems, in popular culture, but St. Nicholas actually surrounds himself with like a lot of weird and scary dudes. So apologies now I do not speak German I'm trying my best so there's Necht Rupert Rupert, uh, or Servant Rupert who wears like fur with a long beard Uh, he wears like little bells and walks around with a bag of ash so he would walk with St. Nicholas and ask kids if they knew their prayers and if he did if the kids did then he would give them treats like like gingerbread and stuff and if not they would be beaten by his bag of ashes uh interestingly enough in germany the devil is sometimes called ruprecht so you kind of have like a dichotomy there between like saint nicholas and the devil like traveling around together which sounds very like gospel of lucifer or gospel of judas or whatever it was that is not in the bible but people have said exists there's also Belschnickel, who wears fur and a mask with a long tongue that delivers coal to naughty children. And then the most controversial one is Rodvieg Piet, or Piet, 
which translates to suit wipe Pete. So so named because he like walks around with wipes of black makeup because he used to be known as Zwart Pete, which translates to black Pete and people who were acting as him during like St. Nicholas Day celebrations would be in full on blackface. Uh, so yeah, it was, it was very offensive. Um, originally he would do like what Krampus did and like beat bad children. But in part of this revamping that they've done of this character, he's now a good guy that travels with St. Nicholas. Um, and he's no longer in blackface. That's definitely been outlawed. A lot of people spoken up about, um, against it. Uh, but yeah, blatant racism, <laughs> blatant and aggressive racism is, is always more terrifying to me than Krampus. So on that note, <laughs> thank you so much for listening today. If you like what you heard and want to hear more, please consider subscribing or leaving a review or joining my Patreon or sharing the link. I'm just happy that y'all are here. And remember friends, history may be watching you, so don't fuck it up. And I hope you all recover quickly from your beatings tonight, because I know, I know you're going to read that book. And that deserves a Krampus visit. Bye!